Today we are beginning a series of episodes dedicated to the 2015 summer and fall seasons here at the Utah Shakespeare Festival. We will have directors, actors, and designers in the podcast. If you have enjoyed the Play On podcast, please take a couple of minutes to answer some questions to help us make the podcast better and share what you love about the podcast. Copy and paste the link in the description of this episode or visit the Play On podcast webpage at bard.org. To start the 2015 season, we have new Utah Shakespeare Festival production manager, Becky Merrill, here to discuss what takes place in order to create what is in the mind of a director or designer and put it on stage for you, the audience member. Becky has worked at the festival seasonally for 12 years on more than 20 plays. She has also worked at the Milwaukee Repertory Theater for 10 years and just recently at the Cincinnati Playhouse in the park as an Actors' Equity Association member stage manager. Hi, Becky. Hi. Thank you for joining us. You're very welcome. Um, I was wondering if you could take a few minutes and maybe provide a little information on what a stage manager does, since you were you worked as a stage manager here at the Utah Shakespeare Festival for 13 years? 12. 12. 12 years. 12 years. And I, I imagine a, a lot of people have never had the luxury of seeing the chaos uh, of backstage during a production. If you could walk us through that, that'd be amazing. Absolutely. Uh, so a stage manager is really the organizational person behind the scenes, um, okay. organizing between the director and the various departments and between the actor and the director and making sure that all of that communication happens. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say that's the primary goal, but there are so many little things that get involved in that. And if you don't see the stage manager or don't notice the stage manager, then they're doing a good job. Yeah. If you notice them, then they're probably not doing a good job. <laughs> the goal is to be invisible. <laughs> the goal is to be invisible. Right on. So we do things such as make sure the actors get their appropriate breaks during rehearsal. We take down notes such as we want to add a pencil to the scene mm -hmm. or... Uh, you know, this chair is too tall for this person to sit on because they have short legs gotcha. and anything like that. <clears throat> like the costume needs to be a skirt and not pants in the scene or any of those things. Awesome. Um, and then once we get into performances, uh, then the stage manager is uh, making sure that everything happens at the right time. So gotcha. making sure that the actors are entering, the lights, the sound the scene changes, mm -hmm. just making sure that that all happens. And if something goes wrong, which inevitably it does, yeah. solving those issues as they come up. Is your job. Okay. So are you involved, as a stage manager, involved for the entire rehearsal process from, the, from day one when all the performers get here? Even a week before, actually. Week before, we, really? we arrive a week before the actors uh, to... Well, we have a prep week, is mm -hmm. what we call it. And uh, we get the scripts ready. We get the rehearsal hall all set up for them. Awesome. Um, get all the paperwork ready for that first day. Yeah. So. Awesome. Um, and congratulations. You're the brand new production manager. Thank you. Here at the Shakespeare Festival. Just started yes. in the last month or two. Yes. Um, what, uh, what's that like? What's it like from being a seasonal person at the Shakespeare Festival and then all of a sudden, boom, here you are, you know, 50 plus hours a week, it seems like, <laughs> in the office, getting ready for the season. Um, is there some similarities uh, in the work you did as a stage manager and what you're doing now as? There are definitely a lot of similarities. Um, 
a lot of production managers come from two backgrounds, either okay. stage management background or like a technical director background. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a stage manager, you have to interact with all of the departments and uh, all of the different production departments. And as the production manager, you're the boss of all of the different production departments. <laughs> okay. So it it kind of makes sense for me to oversee them because I've had such close inner workings with them. Yeah. Already, we have I have good re- working relationships with props and costumes and lighting and sound and every everybody everybody yeah really. Brian and David yeah yeah exactly so they all know me um, I know them uh, and we all have a good working relationship already so mm-hmm. we can just continue to build on that which awesome. I think is really exciting um, as far as being here year round uh, it's been all such a whirlwind right now that it just feels like. It feels like I've only been here a week. Yeah. <laughs> but I know it's been so much longer. <laughs> That's awesome. So. Uh, um, so is are you the point of contact for, for making sure all the moving pieces are in place? Or, or do you schedule um, our directors coming into town? Or are you involved in, I mean, production meetings? Yes. Okay. So I handle the main calendar in coordination with, obviously, a lot of departments. Um, yeah. I mean, right now I'm just updating the 2015 calendar. That one is pretty set. Okay. Um, right now, though, I'm working very hard with Brian and David and Scott and Zach and the communications department and basically every department here about the 2016 calendar. Gotcha. And the way the shows are going to rotate and how we're going to tech all the shows. And like, so that's all in very early discussions to yeah. map that out all out so um so yeah that's that's a that's a hard job it is and i know it's a hard job because i've been here just long enough to kind of understand that can you can you give maybe the the elevator pitch for some of the most uh challenging duties that you're in charge of and 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 say setting up the production calendar setting up the 2016 calendar it's hard because you're not just dealing with one department. I'm not just dealing with the production side of things and how yeah. we would like things. But we also have to take into account our patrons and the PR aspect of things. And do mm. we want – like every patron has to be able to see every show within three to four days. And like yeah. how do you make the rotation happen and still make the production departments happy? And so it, it – it gets very complicated. Yeah. And like, do we really want, you know, depending on what, you know, whether we sell matinees better than evening shows, maybe we want to switch those and have, you know, a certain show always be in the matinee and not necessarily ever be in the evening. But then how does that go with how the the rotation of shows is going? So it yeah. can get really complicated and takes a lot of brain power. <laughs> <laughs> From a lot of people. Yes. And so repertory is really one of the things that makes it the hardest, right? Choosing what play goes when. Uh, Absolutely. Ma- making sure you're not doing one play 15 more times than any of the other plays because of how things fell on the calendar, like you said. Absolutely. And making sure that, I mean, and I think it's also an artistic choice. It's not just about, you logistics. know, the dollars and cents and the yeah. logistics, but like, do you want the comedy to run opposite of the musical? Yeah. Or do you want the comedy to run opposite of like a drama yeah. in the Randall. So 
Yeah, it gets difficult. And that affects everything with using the same group of actors, right, in these performances. The same group of actors. And it also depends on, like, how we're going to design those sets, like which yeah. sets are opposite each other, which costumes are opposite of each other. It depends on how many crew we need to run those yeah. shows. So it's not just the actors that need to be. It's the changeover. It's everything. It's everything. That sounds I couldn't do it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so kudos to you, Becky. I need a day. I need an afternoon with no one bothering me. Yeah. And then I can work on and it. And silence. Complete yes. and utter silence. Exactly. Um, what kept you coming back to the Utah Shakespeare Festival for so many years? Um, like we said, you were a seasonal stage manager for a long, long time. Why, why keep coming back here? And even bigger question, why decide it's the right decision to, to jump on board and, and be a, a full-time administrator? So I kept coming back because I, I loved the work here and I love yeah. the scenery here. I'm an avid hiker and rock climber and backpacker. Um, so the scenery is just, I just love it out here. Yeah. Um, so that's a huge part for my own personal. Absolutely. Um, but the work here is so great and the people that you get to work with every year and with Brian and David, taking over as artistic directors a few years ago, just the way that I've seen them, you know, push the festival forward yeah. and like the new center and everything. It just, it's just a really exciting time. As far as coming on full-time as an administrator, it has always been a goal of mine uh, to become a production manager. Awesome. Um, even way back when I was in college, I actually did my internship in production management um, you're required to do an internship, and I did mine in production management. And then I kind of got into stage management more again, and I, I love stage managing. But when this position became available, uh -huh. it just kind of seemed like the right, the right, time. Place, the right time. And, you know, they knew me and I knew them, and, and they knew I would work hard for this organization. And even though I might not have the most experience as a production manager, I love this organization, and I'm going to work really hard for it so awesome i think that it just seemed like the right move at the right time awesome you said it's a really exciting time uh, and i think you're probably largely alluding to the new art center we're opening across the street uh next summer yes uh, does that put any more pressure on you and your job i'd imagine i mean there's no, there's a whole brand new performance space that we've two. never two well two one's replacing one but one's we've never even worked into a repertory model before it's true so is this is it just a giant headache when you think about it? or It's very exciting for the new center. Absolutely. However, getting that up and running and able to even start rehearsals in there, there's so much that has to be done. Yeah. Stuff that I didn't even realize. But sitting and talking through with my department heads, you know, it's not just like we can turn on the lights. Yeah. Like the lights have to be programmed into the network, and then we have to program how the house lights work, and then those have to be, you know – all the circuits have to be checked and and it all has to happen in a certain order and yeah. it you or, know, or it all goes wrong or it all goes wrong so <laughs> it's going to take a chunk of time to get that done and a chunk of staff like a, yeah. um we're going to have to bring in some extra staff in order to accomplish all of that so mm. um and that's of course all on top of doing a season like we would normally do a season Absolutely. so it's a lot of extra which is exciting and great, but it's also terrifying. <laughs> yeah, and there's, there's no institutional memory or knowledge to pull from because this is the first time 
we've done this. There is there's a little bit a of little insta- bit. like uh Todd Ross, who's our my assistant production manager, mm-hmm. he uh he was around when we built the Randall. Oh, excellent. So there are a few people who were here when we built the Randall that kind of remember some of those things. But yeah. again, that was a long time ago. And technologies, especially in lighting and audio, have mm-hmm. changed so drastically since then. Since then, yeah. So everything is so much more computerized. Um, yeah, that would have been in 1989. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Safe to say that. Yeah. Um, if we can get into the history of Becky Merrill now uh, really quickly. When did you know you wanted your life to revolve around the arts, around the theater? Was there kind of a keystone moment for you, or did you just find yourself in it and, and it was working out? Um, I I started doing theater in high school because my best friend was doing it, and she was like, you should come be backstage with me. Uh-huh. And Good I was like... Peer pressure. I was like, okay, fine. I guess <laughs> I'll do that. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I did that, and I loved it. But I didn't really think you could make a living at that, nor did my parents, of course. Yes. Um, so I applied uh, I applied for two business schools uh, and one theater school, which was Webster University. And uh, we went and interviewed at Webster, and uh, they have I, – I knew I wanted to do stage management if yeah. I was going to do it. I had no interest in performing or designing or anything like that. I knew I wanted to do stage management. Yeah. So anyway, so I decided with my parents that if I got into the theater school, then it was meant to be. Yeah. And um, and I got in. So here did we you, are. Did you get into the other schools too? I did. I got of into the two did. business schools yeah. too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so really you just made a choice. Yes. Yeah. But the theater school was the only one I had applied to. So it was kind of like, if this doesn't happen, then I'm going to become an accountant. Excellent. And if it does happen, then I'm meant to be in theater. I'm selfishly glad you did not become an accountant. <laughs> I think everybody in this building probably agrees. I am glad I didn't become an accountant too. <laughs> what? Uh, and in the 2016 season, it's coming up and it's racing towards us. As a matter of fact, what what are some big? What are some surprises? Maybe some some teasers you can give our audience. What are? What well, what might they be most excited about if they if they could 20, listen? 2015. I'm sorry. 2015. Casting-wise, I think it's going to be very exciting to have Tony Amendola back. Yay! Oh, he was very popular when he was here. Absolutely. Yeah. He's not only a great actor, but he's a great human being. Awesome. Um, I didn't actually work on any of the shows with him, but he knew who I was and was very kind all the time. And mm-hmm. um, I just think he's a really great actor and great person to have around and be part of our company. Awesome. He played Shylock in The Merchant of Venice, right? He did. Yeah. Um, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, I'm also very excited about Lear in general as mm-hmm. a concept of design, the, the whole kind of Game of Thrones design that we're trying to do. Oh, wow. With the costumes and the sets and everything and the sound. Um, I think it's going to have a little bit of a modern twist, which is not necessarily look modern, but it's yeah. going to have that little bit of modern kind of twisty feel that Game of Thrones has. Oh, wow. So, That's awesome. So uh, I think that will be really exciting. What about with, uh, is there any surprises in Dracula? Is there? We have our big design <sighs> meetings happening at the end of April, and then we oh, wow. should know some more information. There's some stuff we're working on. We just yeah. have to see if those things are in the budget, really. Awesome. I mean, there's there's some talk about some projections maybe and some stuff like that, but we got to see what we can. It's all. We got to see what the rest of it looks like before we can. 
and, really make and what we can pay for, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's true. Right on. Uh, any advice you might offer somebody that's considering um, applying to one theater school and two business schools? Anything <laughs> you wish you had heard when you were, you know, 17, 18 years old? I mean, I would just say that you just need to follow your heart like I did. I mean, like, I, you know, I I loved theater and luckily my parents were supportive of that, that and I pursued that. Um, I mean, to make them happy, I still got my minor in business. Yeah. Um, just in case so that there's something to fall back on. I do think that it's important to have, especially going into something like stage management or production mm -hmm. management where it can kind and theater in general can be a little all consuming. It's good to have other interests outside of that so that it doesn't take over your life and you can become burnt out quicker. Gotcha. I was in a conservatory program, which meant that I was literally in theater classes all day all long, of the time. every day. Mm -hmm. um, so it was important to have, for me, things, ways that I could get away from the theater and still be a human. Yeah. So that you're not just defined by what you're studying or what you're working on. Right. And what you're going to do with your life. And like you described here, now you have the outdoors in Southern Utah. Absolutely. To help take your mind off of the day job. Yes. I, I make sure that every weekend I go on a hike. That is a awesome. priority of mine. <laughs> Um, and I also, I, in college I played the flute and that was the way I released. And now I'm trying to teach myself the piano. Oh, cool. Trying to teach yourself the piano. I'm teaching myself the piano. Right on. <laughs> There's gotta be somebody hanging around here at the Utah Shakespeare Festival that, <laughs> that could help. Once but I may, get may, to... Maybe you're autodidactic though. You just don't want. Maybe once I get to a point where I, I, I don't think I'm even at the point that I could take lessons yet. Okay. <laughs> I think okay. I'm, Building I'm up so to that. beginner. So, yes, at some point, I'm sure I will want to take some lessons. But Yeah. So um, you started up kind of a strange time for somebody as a production manager, um, kind of right in the middle of the most uh, dramatic part of preparing for the 2015 season. What's What's been the most difficult? What's been the hardest thing to get a hold of if somebody, if somebody you know, jumping on the boat midstream? I guess, I guess it's just being... Uh, Catching up on everything. Uh, yeah. Although I was involved, I was the festival stage manager. Mm -hmm. So I was here for the design meetings. Cool. So I did get to see a lot of that. I, so I don't feel like I was so behind. Maybe on the initial planning of exactly how we were going to build the production calendar, the mm -hmm. build calendar, and how many staff we were going to. I wasn't in on those initial planning sessions for that. So that's kind of been handed to me. And as questions have come up, I'm like, why did we decide to do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, it's all, I mean, it's good. It's just, you know, trying to get caught up with all of that from my predecessors. Yeah. And trying to find a place to live and move and Exactly. All of that. Yeah. All on top of that, yes. And all your stuff is sitting in a storage unit right now, if I'm not mistaken, right? That's correct. It's going to help once you're settled. Yes, right? this weekend. This weekend. <laughs> Becky's moving in. Anybody wants to help? That would be fantastic. Yes. <laughs> um, thank you, Becky. You're very welcome. It's um, a pleasure. It's been selfishly nice for me to get to know you a little better. And I think our audience will appreciate um, having a better handle on what happens here, how, how much happens here. Actually, Absolutely. and how many, like we said, moving pieces there are in making repertory theater happen. So, Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Play On podcast. 
Subscribe to this podcast so you can get the latest episode with directors and actors the moment it becomes available. Also, please take a couple of minutes to answer some questions to help make the podcast better. You can copy the link in the description of this episode or visit our webpage at bar.org and click Play on Podcasts in the Quick Link sidebar. Catch you next time. 